Hello and welcome to Awaken with Erica Jade, the podcast that takes you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. I'm your host, Erica Jade, a certified holistic health coach, Reiki master, yoga teacher, NASM personal trainer, and former NFL cheerleader. Here we are all about diving deep and getting real while embracing a holistic approach to health, spirituality, and lifestyle. Each episode, I'll be taking you through expert interviews and personal stories that are packed with insights, tips, and practical tools for awakening your mind, body, and soul. My goal is to help you align with your authentic self and create a life filled with joy, purpose, and abundance. So if you're ready to transform your life and unlock your true potential, then let's get started. Prepare to awaken. Hello, love. Welcome to this week's episode of Awaken with Erica Jade. I have my tea here, of course, and today's tea tag says, smiling is the most basic kind of peace work, which makes me think about how simple yet impactful a smile can be. Let me ask you this. Have you ever smiled at someone who was initially rude or angry towards you and they were just giving off really negative energy and instead of matching their negative energy, you offered them kindness instead? If you haven't, I highly recommend trying it sometime because it's amazing how many times this can diffuse a situation just by giving that small gesture of peace towards someone who clearly really needs it. And if you've ever been the one that's in a bad mood and you've blown up at some innocent bystander that had totally nothing to do with the situation, then you know what I mean. Because it's truly an amazing experience when you're feeling frustrated, you're in a bad mood, nothing's going right, and then all of a sudden somebody offers you a smile. It changes everything. So if you haven't tried it, try it with somebody that triggers you. Which brings me to, I don't believe in coincidences. This tea bag's a perfect reminder because it ties right into today's conversation. Today we're talking all about triggers and how you can make your triggers your teachers. So let's dive in. When was the last time that you felt triggered? Maybe somebody cut you off in traffic and you felt that rush of rage coming on. Maybe your partner came home frustrated from work and their lack of enthusiasm sent your mind into overdrive and you were questioning if it was something that you did that upset them. Or maybe you saw somebody post something on social media and you thought, who do they think they are? Or that is so cringe. Why would they post that? Which, by the way, if that's what you're thinking, then it might be because you envy their authenticity and you wish that you could be as free and authentic as they are. Just food for thought. So those are just a few examples of everyday triggers that we all experience from time to time. Triggers are totally normal. I remember I was taking my dog out one time and we were just going for a walk. It was almost sunset, which is my favorite time to go for a walk. And I was feeling a little bit emotionally drained. I was really looking forward to using that time to clear my head and unwind a bit. And I just needed that break. I needed to unplug and just take my time. I had just gotten outside and my dog did his business. I was trying to pick up after him. There was a lot going on. And then all of a sudden I got a phone call. I answered and I was noticeably frustrated because I was being short with the person on the other end of the call, which they totally did not deserve. I could feel myself growing more and more agitated. They were just asking me simple questions like, oh, what are you up to? How's your day? 
I was starting to let my agitation show in my tone. So I really realized that and was like, okay, this is not going well. And I just ended the call. I said, I'll call you later. Throughout my walk, I was trying to wrap my head around why I felt so agitated in that moment and why I started taking it out on them because they were just calling to say hello and ask me how my day was. They did not need my attitude. They had literally done nothing wrong and yet they annoyed me. While I was walking, I was trying to process all of that and how I acted towards them and that frustration that I felt and I had a light bulb moment. What I came to realize was that it wasn't their call that had irritated me and it wasn't them. It was the fact that I had answered their call. It was me. What I really wanted was to take time for myself and enjoy our walk without interruption, but I chose to answer the phone and go against my desire for alone time, when in reality, I really could have called them back 20 to 30 minutes later when I got home. No big deal. I was triggered because I felt like my self-care was being taken away from me. That time that I was setting aside for myself was being infringed upon by somebody else. And somebody else's needs were getting put before my own. But I was the one doing that. It wasn't them. So that was a false narrative that my subconscious jumped to. It wasn't reality. In reality, it was my choice to answer the phone and not stay firm with my own boundaries. The trigger that was set off by that one phone call helped me to see the importance of prioritizing my me time and reminded me that my self-care doesn't need to come second to anybody else's needs. My attempt to answer that call and that poor attempt to answer that call and carry on a conversation was me trying to pour from an empty cup and nobody wins in that situation. So let me ask you again, when was the last time that you were triggered? What if I told you that without triggers, we wouldn't have the opportunity to observe, reflect, and heal ourselves? We are all inevitably going to experience many triggers throughout our lives. Many. Triggers help us to grow. They shine light on the shadows of our soul to show us what needs to be healed. They are not something to fear, but they're something to lean into. You have to get curious about your triggers and explore where they've grown roots in your emotional body. So what is a trigger? A trigger is an unhealed emotional wound. When you're triggered, it brings up a flashback of the first time that you experienced that wound. Usually not a specific flashback with memory of that event, even though that might happen, but it's an emotional flashback. You suddenly feel all the emotions that you felt when that wound was first created, and they're rising to the surface, burning at you from the inside out. The types of emotions you feel from triggers depend on what wound they stem from. Some emotions might be a little bit more intense than others. You may experience emotions like anger, sadness, fear, frustration, envy, rage, or even disgust. The level of emotions that you experience will give you insight into how long the trigger has gone suppressed within your emotional body and the frequency of which you've continued to collect similar emotional wounds. Because if you go through life unaware of what's going on, you're going to continue to collect those same wounds and build upon that initial wound. So if they keep on compiling on top of one another without you doing the inner work needed to recognize and release them, then the heavier and more prominent they're going to feel. It's not the triggers that are bad. They actually give us an opportunity to observe and reflect, which enables us to heal. So they're actually a good thing. If this sounds simple, it's because it actually is. It is very simple. We make it more complicated than it needs to be. The reason that it's so difficult to practice is because when we have an emotional reaction to a trigger, it's a subconscious reaction. Our reaction is literally below our awareness. So we're not conscious of what's going on unless we set the intention to be aware of it. 
That's why this can be so confusing for the person involved with your trigger, the person on the receiving end of your reaction, because you don't know what's going on. So how are they supposed to know what's going on? They're just getting this reaction from you, just like the person on the other end of my phone call. Sorry about that. When we work to heal our triggers, we change the way that we perceive the world around us and we improve our interactions with the people in it. By identifying our triggers and separating ourselves from our emotional reactions, we're able to gain insight and clarity. You may notice that there are times where your triggers are fewer and far between and you're feeling good. There's not really many things triggering you. And then there are definitely times where they are more frequent and it can feel like the world is crashing down on you. If you're not consciously aware of what's happening, you might feel like nothing's going right, people are assholes, and the world is just out to get you. Newsflash, it's not. You might even end up feeling that urge to thank the people that trigger you once you realize that they're actually helping you by providing you those valuable lessons along your healing journey. Your triggers are your teachers, and the people that trigger you are the greatest gifts that you will receive. Those triggers are appearing to give you the opportunity to heal something or many things that are currently holding you back. They're popping up when you need them and when you're ready for them, quite honestly. If you've ever asked for something or prayed for something and tried to manifest something and you're like, oh, I really want this, and then all of a sudden you started to get more and more challenges and more and more things popping up that were seemingly pulling you away from what you had wanted, they're actually showing up to test you and to help you heal. You overcome those things and then you get closer to what you actually wanted or something better. So instead of taking the why is this happening to me approach, try asking, what is this trying to teach me? Your triggers are excellent teachers. So how do you do that? How do you turn those FUs into thank yous? First, you have to set an intention to see triggers for what they are. You have to see them for what they are. They are just teachers. Make a commitment each day to yourself, to see these emotional triggers when they arise. Maybe say something like an affirmation in the morning if that helps you and say, I want to be able to see my emotional triggers today so that I can become a better version of myself. Setting an intention begins to wire the pathways of your brain to objectively view the triggers that you may have previously reacted to in a negative way. By setting the intention to see your emotional triggers as they arise, you're more likely to pause and think before reacting. This also helps you to see the trigger as something that's being stirred up within you rather than something that's being inflicted upon you. If something triggers you, that emotion is already stored within you from a past experience. Usually it's something from childhood or a past emotionally powerful moment, and it's now just being brought to the surface. It's being triggered from within you to rise. So when you recognize that there's a trigger surfacing, Take notice and get curious. Once you notice that you've been triggered in some way, try writing the trigger down in a journal or keeping a list in the notes on your phone of what's triggering you. By writing out what triggers you, you'll be able to circle back to those triggers and dive deeper into where they might be stemming from. Write down when, where, and how you were triggered, how you felt in the moment, and how you reacted to the trigger at that time. It's okay if your reaction wasn't ideally how you would have liked to respond. It's no judgment here. This is just for you to keep track of your emotional patterning. Keeping track of these patterns will help you to replace those patterns and replace the reactions with more positive responses over time. 
So for example, say someone makes a comment to you that makes you so angry that you can feel your blood starting to boil and you are just fuming. You felt your emotions bubbling up inside you and then maybe you react in that moment. Maybe you just lash out right back at them. Then your energy is thrown off for the rest of the day. You go and vent to your friends, your coworkers, or your partner about the encounter and your mood is just, ugh, it is bad. It is not feeling good. You have ruined your day. So taking a few moments to note that and take note of what happened and how you felt will be key to ultimately healing and overcoming that trigger. Whatever had triggered you, you have to take note of that because that's how you're going to work through the trigger. First step is just recognizing it for what it is. Once you've taken note of your trigger and how you felt in that moment, then you can trace the emotion back to the root of the trigger. It helps you to uncover the why. Our triggers show up to help us, not to hurt us. So figuring out your why and figuring out why they're popping up is the key to your healing. At the start of all this, when you're first starting out to do this work and you haven't really dove into your triggers, you're going to feel like other people are triggering you. And hey, I've been there. I was this way for a long time. It took me time to get to where I am today to see triggers for what they are. But yeah, you might feel like somebody is triggering you. It is them and they're doing something to you and it can frustrate and you can be like, how are they so mean or how are they so rude? And it is external. It's external until you recognize what's going on. So those people They're not triggering you. They're not doing anything to you. What they're really doing is holding up a mirror to your triggers. They're holding up a mirror to help you. Ask yourself this. Instead of saying, why are they doing this to me or what's happening to me, like we said before, ask yourself, why am I feeling triggered by this? And then take a moment to look in that mirror that's being held up for you and listen for the answer. The more that you're able to observe instead of reacting, the more insight you'll receive. When you're able to understand why you react emotionally in different situations, then you're able to choose how you want to respond. The goal here is to learn how to respond to your triggers rather than simply reacting to them. Respond rather than react. Sometimes responding to your triggers means finding a healthy outlet for that emotion that's surfacing to be released from your body. Have you ever heard the saying, you got to feel it to heal it? Well, if you haven't, it's a good one. It's one I say all the time, and it absolutely rings true here. You have to feel that surge of emotion, get curious about it, get to the root cause to heal it, and then release that stuck energy from your body. Emotions are truly energy in motion. Break up the word, e-motion, energy in motion. If you don't allow that energy to be released in a healthy way, you're going to get that stored within your body, and that ultimately creates dis-ease disease, dis-ease in your body. To bring more ease to your body, more flow of that energy, you have to release that energy. Don't let it get stuck. You keep track of your emotional trauma within your physical body. Your physical body is a map to what is going on emotionally. It truly is. It is like a history book of your emotions. It is so cool. It is so cool. I find the mind-body connection fascinating, and I could talk about it forever. You'll hear about it many more times in future episodes, I can assure you that. So because the body does store your emotional history, it is so important to incorporate somatic healing and energy healing. Somatic healing, which means body healing, using your body. Soma is body in Greek or Latin, don't quote me, but soma is your body. So somatic healing is body 
healing. If you incorporate somatic healing and energy healing into your healing journey, it's going to blow your mind. It's going to rock your world. It is going to change your life, okay? If you've done traditional talk therapy and you've kind of hit a wall with that talk therapy, you've unearthed a lot of things, you've dug up a lot of emotions and trauma and you've talked about a lot of it, but you really haven't healed much. You feel a little bit better and comfortable talking about it, but you really haven't healed. Those things are still triggering you. They're still bothering you. That's because you haven't done the work to move that energy through your body and release it. You can release it. I am a walking testament to that. You can release that trauma from your body and feel so much lighter after you do. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that talk therapy is amazing. I think that therapy has its place, but you're never going to fully heal if you only get to the point of intellectualizing your trauma. If you're only talking about it and you're not actually moving through it, you're only going to get to that surface level. At some point, you have to accept the fact that you need to put everything that you've learned into practice, work with your body, and truly feel it to heal it. There's a book that I love by Louise Hay called You Can Heal Your Life. At the very end of it, there's a chart of pretty much every physical symptom that you could think of and the emotional or mental root of that symptom. For example, she lists out back issues and how they represent the support of life. So if you're having back problems, you might be experiencing a lack of support in life or you might feel like you have a lack of support in your life. If you have rounded shoulders or if you know somebody that has rounded shoulders, that is a signal of them feeling like they're carrying the burdens of life. They might feel helpless and hopeless and just feel like the weight of the world is on their shoulders. If you have lower back pain, then you could have fear of money or lack of financial support. Constipation is all about incomplete releasing, so like holding on to things, holding on to garbage of the past and grudges, guilt over the past, sometimes even stinginess, that all relates to constipation. And I would also add that if you ever get travel constipation or occasional constipation around certain situations, it's most likely anxiety-induced. If you're feeling out of your comfort zone, then you're trying to hold on to that comfort, your fear of letting go, fear of going with the flow, get it? (laughs) That can also be a cause of constipation. And she also has cancer listed in here. And this one's interesting to me because the way that she describes cancer, what it links to is deep hurt, longstanding resentment, holding on to or carrying a deep secret with you or having grief eating away at you, carrying hatreds. Those are all potential emotional, mental causes of cancer. And I find that really interesting because like I said before, holding on to that stuck emotional energy, that stagnant energy in your body, not releasing it fully and really letting that hurt, that anger, that pain sit and fester within you causes dis-ease in the body. And that makes sense to me. So for each of these symptoms and diseases, she recommends an affirmation and helps you rewire your subconscious thought patterns surrounding that symptom or disease. Now, just for general well-being, there are so many somatic healing practices that you can get involved in. Some of them include yoga, 
things like strength training even, running, walking, anything that's getting your body active and moving. You can also try breath work or Tai Chi. Those are great ways to move energy through your body. And then there are other energy healing modalities like acupuncture, Reiki healing, which is what I do for my clients, different things like that that you can work with a practitioner for to help you move your energy and balance your energy or your chi, which is another word for life force energy. So once you've identified your triggers and you've traced them back to the root cause, you have to do the inner work necessary to fully heal them. Otherwise, they're just going to keep popping up again and again throughout your life. You might notice some resistance to digging in and healing some of the triggers that pop up, and that's okay. Trust your intuition and revisit those when you're feeling ready to do so. No pressure to heal everything at once. All relationships take work, including the relationship with yourself and your own emotions, which arguably is the most important relationship that you will ever have. Speaking of relationships, I do want to point out that relationships are meant to trigger us. That's quite literally what relationships are for. They're there to hold up a mirror for us and many mirrors all around us, all different kinds of relationships. They hold up different kinds of mirrors. A major part of this human experience is to live in relationship with others and to learn from each other throughout our lives. All relationships, friendship, family, coworkers, romantic partners, and even the strangers that you pass by on the street, they all play a significant role in your own emotional evolution. It's crucial that you learn how to self-reflect and understand your triggers within relationships because it's just going to happen. You're going to encounter people who trigger you throughout your life. That is life. The closer a relationship is, the more frequent and significant the triggers can be. And remember, a trigger is something within you. It is not something that's being done to you. It's something that's being triggered within you. It's already there. By taking away the blame towards that person who's triggering you or that you feel is triggering you, you'll be able to have much more productive conversations and there will be far less finger pointing. Finger pointing will get you nowhere. I also want to point out that I am not encouraging that anybody stay in a relationship that is triggering due to abuse of any kind. Let me make that very, very clear. If you are in a relationship and you're feeling triggered because of abuse, mental, physical, emotional, any type of abuse, this whole triggers being your teacher's conversation is not a reason to stay in an abusive relationship. Also, if somebody's stuck in victim mentality, and they feel like everything's happening to them and they're that kind of person that there's always a storm cloud around them, the world sucks, everything happens to them, and they can't see that what's going on is actually a reflection of what's going on within them, that world that's raining all the time, everything's kind of cloudy and stormy and gray around them. Those are all the mirrors of their inner world and they're not capable of seeing that. When somebody's stuck in that kind of victim mentality, you cannot force them to see something that they're not ready to see. You can't force somebody to heal if they're not willing to do it themselves. You can encourage them and you can lead by example, maybe teach them what you've learned, but you can't force them to do the inner work unless they are really ready and willing to do it themselves. It's that whole thing about if they wanted to, they would. Hey, it applies here too, okay? That same thing applies here. If they wanted to heal, they would. Do not try to force somebody. It's going to make you miserable trying to force somebody and get them to do something that you want them to do because it's something that you desire to make you feel more comfortable. Let them have their own journey. Support, but do not force. Which also leads me to say, 
don't get stuck making excuses for someone and their negative reactions to situations by assigning reason to their reactions. You might feel like, oh, okay, I know what's going on with them because they're treating me this way or they did this. And yeah, I can see why they did that. This must be going on for them in their own inner world. You might feel like that. You might be able to feel like you can empathize. And yeah, that will help you with your response rather than reaction. It's going to help you respond to them a little bit more empathetically and not react and put more negativity in the mix. But you can't know what's happening in somebody else's reality. You really don't know the full story. So if somebody's doing something and treating you poorly or saying things that are just triggering you or making you frustrated or may have triggered you had you not done this exercise, then you don't have to make excuses for them and stay around that kind of energy. Protect your energy, please. Clear communication and comprehension are key. So it's important that if you're talking about this with a partner and you're in a relationship, a romantic relationship where you're experiencing some triggers, you have to make sure that you're communicating clearly and maybe practice that active listening exercise. If you've ever been through couples counseling, you probably know what I'm talking about. Active listening is when you say, so what I'm hearing you say is this, and you repeat back to somebody your understanding of what they said to make sure that you're comprehending correctly. So keep on doing that in relationship, especially when you're triggered, because it's important that whoever you're interacting with, you're both doing your part in resolving conflict and moving forward. That's how we grow in relationships. These triggers are here to get those conversations started. And yeah, I understand that this conversation right now This whole podcast, this whole episode might be triggering you. This talk about communicating in relationships might be a little bit triggering to some of you. But hey, that's kind of the whole point. So you're welcome. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. But I do have a surprise for you. I put together a free downloadable trigger tracker for you. So everything that we just talked about, all of those steps, You can do them on the trigger tracker. It's a downloadable PDF form that you just fill out. You can print it out. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your computer, whatever you want to do. Download it, try it out, and start tracking your triggers. The link to download is in the show notes. So go check it out and let me know what you think. I hope this episode encourages you to start exploring your triggers and using them as tools in your healing and your emotional growth. If you've loved this episode and you know somebody who would also benefit from today's conversation, spread the love and share it with them. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Awaken with Erica Jade. I hope this conversation provided you with valuable insights and tools to help guide you on your journey towards awakening. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and please take a moment to leave a review. The more reviews that we have, the more the podcast is shown to new listeners. So I greatly appreciate you helping me reach as many people as possible. Also, if you know someone who could benefit from this conversation, spread the love and share it with them. Remember, you have the power within you to create the life that you desire. So keep going and keep growing on your path to awakening. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.